Welcome back to Detroit Strange. A podcast. That we host. Yeah, that's Alex. And that's Jess. Did we just do it? We did. Oh my gosh. We did an intro and we remembered everything. And I only hit one ghost hanging from your ceiling. Yeah, they're still there. Uh, It is almost February and I still have my Halloween ghost up, but they're too cute to take down. So deal with it. Yeah. no, Deal with it, world. They work in here. They do. They're working it. it they work yeah. in what I call my cozy little crack out of a basement. <laughs> so when the time this comes out, it's going to be early February. It is. It's going to be the first Tuesday of a February. Of a February. Of a February. <laughs> uh-huh. But that means two things. Oh, gosh. One. Yes. It is now Black History Month. Yes. And two, the Oscars for this weekend. Okay. And three. We just got back from Candy Apple Cottage. We did. Yeah. Um, we take a, every once in a while, we'll take a trip. Uh, to a sabbatical. A, we'll, we'll take a sabbatical to, uh, <laughs> we just like find random Airbnbs around the state that are cheap cottages. And then we uh, go with weekend. our friends. Yeah. yeah. So we're probably a bit more relaxed mm-hmm. when we get back. Not right now, but. Yeah. Also, the Super Bowl just ended. Who is she? Don't care. I know. Irrelevant. I don't know who's playing. I have no idea. But I think the 49ers, maybe. I don't know. Buccaneers. to the winner. Sure. Go sports ball. I hope you win. I hope you did the thing good. Learn mm-hmm. lots of points and um, learn something from it. Yeah. That's all I hope for the Super yeah. Bowl. Sorry. Anyway, the two things oh, that we you were who, referencing. Uh, well, we all know who won the Super Bowl. Yeah. J-Lo. To- oh, totally. Yeah. But um, Yeah. But I'm really excited about the Oscars. You know, I'm an Oscars hoe. I love Oscars. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I read about them the next day. Really? Okay. Yes. Um, I'm the type of sociopath who makes a Google form that's sent to my friends that nobody fills out except for me. <laughs> I'll fill for it di- out. Thank you. You're welcome. You haven't predict- sent it yet, have you? No, I did. Okay. Like two weeks ago. Oh, you did? As soon as the Oscar nominations came out. <laughs> I put it out there. I like, it's been on my Twitter for weeks. One person has filled it out. It was my friend Annie, the biggest troll I know, and she filled it out as Alex S. <laughs> like a bitch. I'll fill it out if you remind me. Okay. I will. Don't worry. I will. Okay, okay good. Um, I actually haven't seen too many of the movies this year. Yeah, I. it's been a tough year to see movies for me. I just... I've been working on so many things that I've realized like I don't have a lot of downtime. And I think that's something I want to work on this year is like taking time to like go see a movie or just like exist. Yeah, that's like, yeah, that's something I started focusing on, like the end of last year, trying to just have if I can manage it a whole day. That's just like things that I want to do to recharge. Mm -hmm. But if not, just like a whole afternoon, it does make a difference because I. Like, don't feel like I'm constantly not being productive because I just have blocked off time to not be productive. Yeah, no, that's that's smart. Um, but really, like the only Oscar movie I can think that I've seen is um, Parasite. Oh, I don't know if I've seen any of them, actually. So my my sheet will not be that satisfying. Fair enough. I'm I still like, want to oh, see I like out. them. Yeah. I mean, that's how I fill it out. Most. I mean, it's the same way I fill out like a lot of because every once in a while I'll do like a March Madness bracket. Oh, yeah. And I'll just pick team. I just pick teams based on their names and team colors. Sometimes I choose the mascot. The first time I did, I had Marquette in the finals. <laughs> that's yeah. fun. Yeah. So it's not about knowing that. I just I love a graphical representation of data. Yeah. That that makes I love an infographic. Yeah. Uh, you know, after everyone fills it out, 
it like shows you pie charts of what everyone has said. <laughs> it's so nerdy I and I love too it. too much time on my hands. <laughs> you were just talking about not having enough though. <laughs> I know. I know where you can free up some time. Well, like the thing is, once you invest the time in it, it's really just changing the names okay. of the movies mm-hmm. and people in it every year. Okay. Because this is the third year I've done this. <laughs> and the third year, all of my friends have ignored it. <laughs> so. Fair? Yeah. But. Oh, I'm excited for the Oscars. That's all I'm saying. Okay, good. Yeah. Good on you. Yeah. I'm really happy you weren't going to say Valentine's Day because I was like, fuck Valentine's Day. Really? Mm-hmm. I've never had like a real good Valentine's Day. Usually my mom's Valentine's Day. Shout out to Nancy for always sending me Valentine's stuff. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Um, I had some okay ones, I guess, but I've also just never cared about it. I did have a, a boyfriend in college who didn't believe me that I didn't care about it. Uh-huh. Like he was like, no, you do. Oh, I know you do. Streaming always thinks it's a trap. Yeah. And I think he, if I recall correctly, kind of got upset when I didn't really care about like what we did or something. It was, it was a real weird situation where I was like, I mean, like, think this of me, nice, I guess, like, yeah. but like, I, I don't. Yeah. I'd rather a random day of like, shower me with attention. Yeah. <laughs> shower me with attention every other like, day. Valentine's Day, like, Everywhere is packed because it's mm-hmm. couples. Like, I have to do something special. Let me get a table mm-hmm. at the Arby's or something, you know. Did I you say Arby's? I sure did. <laughs> I was like, what's a trashy Wait, fast food restaurant? Can we go out to Arby's on Valentine's Day? We can go somewhere, but I don't really actually like Arby's. But um, I'm down to go to, like, Taco Bell or, like, uh, how well, is this? Well, let's find somewhere real random to go on Valentine's Day. Yes. We'll do something for because I always like doing things with my single friends on Valentine's yeah, Day. Yeah, like a Coney Island or something. I love making heart-shaped cookies and making them look like, you know, like little candy hearts and uh-huh. then just writing offensive things on them. <gasps> oh, we should do that on Valentine's Day. That would be a lot of fun. We'll do that and get drunk and just pretend. Yes. Yeah. I never decorated cookies for Christmas this year, so that would be perfect. Um, What day is Valentine's It's on a Friday this year. I was going to say, I think Let's it's a weekend. Up. Yeah. Let's turn up on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I remember in college, I called it chapstick palooza. Uh-huh. Except this theory that like, no matter how you put chapstick on, like, unless you're like just coming out of a makeout session, it always looks sad and lonely. Never Aww. make eye contact with someone putting chapstick on. Or do because it's kind of hilarious. Yeah. Like I used to like specifically like lock eyes with someone and then put the chapstick on. And then you look like a serial killer. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, maybe this is why I spent Valentine's Day. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I just call it Happy Chapstick Palooza. All the loners out there with the chapstick raise it high. <laughs> I like it. Okay. I actually love it. I love it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But enough about being sad and lonely on Valentine's Day. Let's uh-huh. talk about the drinks in front of us. Oh, let's do. They actually are uh, kind of red. Yeah. Yeah. Um, buried in brown. There's like a, like, it's like the cherry. They're in Manhattan. I should probably just say that. How about like, yes, a, a burnt red. Yeah. Um, Sienna. A burnt Sienna. Sienna brown, which is red. It's the crayon that tastes the best. <laughs> uh, I always like cerulean. <laughs> oh, I do love the flavor of cerulean crayons. <laughs> that blue dye really gets me. Mm, that bright blue dye. Yes. Mm. <laughs> so like I mentioned, it's also Black History Month this month. Yes. So I decided to kind of like use that to inspire my topic oh, today. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm here for that. So, have you heard of the Second Baptist Church? 
Not a specific one. Okay. So the Second Baptist Church is a church in Greektown. Okay. Oh, is it? It's big. Is it big? Yeah. It's okay. Pretty big. I think I can see it in my brain. Okay. It's still standing today. Still standing. Okay. Not the original structure, but uh, I'll get into that later. But anyway, so it's a church that still exists in Greektown. It was mm-hmm. Michigan's first black congregation, and it's the oldest African American church in the Midwest. Um, hmm. It was added to the National Register National Register of Historic Places in 1975. Okay, and like one of its main like things that people remember it for is it was a uh, involved its involvement in the Underground Railroad. Okay, so the, just getting the history, the church itself was organized in March eight March of 1836 by 13 former slaves who left the First Baptist Church due to discrimination. Oh. Was yeah. that also located in Detroit or? That's my guess. I couldn't okay. really find any information, but I'm guessing that's why they called it the Second Baptist Church. Like, mm-hmm. fine, we'll make another one. Mm-hmm. And it's the, it was the city's seventh major church. Okay. Oh. And almost immediately after it opened, it started helping with the Underground Railroad because of its ideal location. Like, that's situated at like, so it's in Greektown. I think it's at the like corner of like Bobian and, no, not Bobian. It's in Greektown. So it's, it's centralized. It's centralized yeah. and it's within a thousand yards of the Detroit River and Canadian border. Okay. So obviously an ideal spot for the Underground Railroad. Mm-hmm. So a room is constructed under the sanctuary where people waiting to escape to Canada where slavery was legal. Yeah. Because that's one thing I remember like thinking earlier this like what, a couple months ago I was like was there ever slavery in Canada? It was like it's kind of like like I knew like like the goal was to get to Canada, but I didn't know what the situation in Canada yeah. was. So it was illegal there. Well, I mean, there's a lot of differences too, but like any, it's got kind of a handmaid's vibe. Really? Yeah. Handmaid's, like the whole thing is the things in that series and in the book, the things that are happening here are totally okay to happen. And it's mostly on the East Coast and such, but everybody's trying to get to Canada because in Canada, it, These crazy laws aren't happening. Well, it, it's uh, illegal there. And then they're actually taking people in and like trying to like help them. They're trying to help them reconnect with people and things like that. So, I mean, again, of course, there's Canada differences, but you. yeah. Ex- yeah. Love me some Canada. But the same concept of like, yeah, they're like, no, that's that's, that's dumb. dumb. Like, why, are you why doing that? don't do that? Like, we'll take we'll, we'll take people because don't do that. Like, yeah, uh, we could all learn something from Canada. Oh, for sure. So it's estimated that they were able to help over 5,000 people to freedom through the church mm. like over the course of like 30 years. That's good. Yeah. So one of the like main people helping out with this was George DeBaptiste. Have you heard of him? No. He was one of those names. I'm like, I think I remember hearing him in a history class, but I don't remember anything about him. Mm-hmm. But I did some more research and he had like a really amazing life. So. Okay. Like a really like just good dude. So he's born around 1815 in Virginia to free black parents. Mm-hmm. He was free, so he was able to get education. And first started off as a barber, and later on in his late teens, I don't know when he started barbering, but like in his late teens, he was hired to be a valet to a wealthy Southerner. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What's a valet?" So I googled it because, like, you know, I think you think of valet, it's that guy who parks your car, but they didn't have cars back then. So yeah. what is a valet? So it turns out they're like personal assistants, kind of. Okay. So, like, the dictionary definition is a man's personal male assistant responsible for his clothes and appearance. Oh. Yeah, so I imagine, like, being so. a barber helped with that. So, they kind of just, like... Like, their style guide? I guess, but, like, kind of just making sure that... Like, I imagine kind of being, like, looking fresh. Making sure that the guy mm-hmm. you're in charge of is looking fresh. 
fresh dew, fresh clothes. So um, can you imagine having enough money to pay somebody to make sure you look okay? Uh, honestly, the dream, because most days I just like, uh, oh, I'm a hot mess. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I guess, what we all should aspire to, to have. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. I'd also I'm feel kind of weird about it. Same. <laughs> like, um, you yeah. don't have to do that. Right. I, yeah. Cause I like, don't really like people doing things for me. I like doing mm-hmm. it myself. I feel like I'd also have to have enough money to just like constantly throw more money at them. Cause I'd be like, I, thank you. Thank I you. Just, oh my God. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Yeah. So he did that for a couple of years and he moved, obviously moved out of the South for it. And he met a woman named Lucinda Lee and they got married. And then shortly after moved to Indiana in 1838. Mm-hmm. And once he moved to Indiana, he resumed work as a barber. And this is kind of where he started getting involved in the underground railroad as a conductor. So you did a scalp. A scalp. <laughs> he would help <laughs> escaped slaves cross, into the, cross the Ohio River from Kentucky to the free Indiana. And I put an asterisk next to free because Indiana was technically a free state, but mm. that was assuming you could pay the $500 bond for residents required for free blacks, which is ridiculous. And honestly too, even in the quote unquote free States, like couldn't people still come back and like quote unquote claim yeah, people. I think so, so like it didn't freedom wasn't necessarily freedom. It was just, freedom we're not, well, we're not going to necessarily like enslave you per se, but like yeah. you're still property to this other person which that's not freedom yeah but so just like that love like the five hundred dollars like bond so Baptiste challenged it and he won the case but ultimately the law stayed in place Mm. which is a bummer Mm -hmm. but he moved on to bigger and better things it was very interesting so general william henry harrison was running for president and he hired Baptiste to be his personal valet for the campaign okay so he like went on the campaign with him, made sure he looked fresh. Mm-hmm. Fresh um, and fly. Yes. And Harrison was elected in 1840. And Baptiste actually joined him in D.C. as his steward. Oh, huh. so what did a steward do specifically? I think similar to I think it's similar to like a valet, like where like personal. I think kind of more responsibilities. So like more like an actual person, personal assistant. Exactly. With, yeah. OK. But unfortunately, Harrison died only after 32 days in office, like 32 oh, days into his term. He died. I kind of remember that. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not the greatest at presidential history. Me neither. Like, I know people had to like memorize the presidents at one point. Oh, I've known like, some people who have. Like, I'm sure it'll help in mm-hmm. jeopardy, but I can't think of any other reason to yeah, remember no. all the presidents. Pretty sure I dated somebody who knew like maybe not all, but like most and would have known things like the the year the years of their term and also like he would have known how many days that guy was in office before he died and everything and i was like i can't my brain can't like it's interesting to me to hear but my brain will never house that information like the only reason that name clicked for me because i was like i know they know this name but i can't remember why i'm like oh shortest presidency term because 32 days Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like damn i don't think he he probably didn't even make it past february because what when do they get inaugurated like middle of january yeah, it's like the 19th or 20th, like usually around like yeah. a couple weeks in. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, if I was on Jeopardy and that came up as a question, I'd be like, you now would know who it. Well, you would know you would think that at this point. Um. It is a pretty generic name. Ask, William I, H. I think that's the, that's the problem is it's like a lot of presents like there's like four names presents. William George Harris or William George John. They're all pretty basic. 
Roosevelt. Dude names. <laughs> well, like I'm not talking I mean, about that's a surname. Names. I yeah. mean, yeah, but like even the surnames, like we had multiple Roosevelts, mm-hmm. um, multiple Bushes, but they were related. Yeah, that one's a little different. Yeah, only one Obama. The one, the one and only. Yeah. Well, unless Michelle, just you know, I I'm mean, just saying, I'm just saying, I would be supportive of that. I love Michelle. Same. I've been meaning to read her book because everyone raves about it. Yeah, I've heard good things. If only I could read. <laughs> Somebody teach us, yeah. please. I've really been trying to be better about reading. That was one of my 2020 things. Mm-hmm. Fully have not picked up a book and it's already the 25th. <laughs> I go through phases where I try to do 10 minutes a night before yeah. bed. Um, they say just like 10 minutes a day, you'd read 17 books a year if you did it. Gosh. Okay. Let's let's start a thing. Yeah. Let's check in with each other. Yeah. 10 minutes a day. Because I actually have two books about Detroit I've been meaning to read. Then I also got the, like the next book in the Millennium series, like the Girl mm-hmm. with the Dragon Tattoo series. Okay. I have about 11 books I'm in the middle of mm-hmm. and have been in the middle of for quite some time. And I would love to finish any book. I have figured out I'm way faster at reading nonfiction books than fiction. Really? Uh, yeah. For I think I love the idea of fiction, but for some reason I like to consume it more uh, visually I get or that. auditorily. Whereas nonfiction... A, I love a good self-help situation or something where it's a goal of mine that I'm trying to work towards because apparently I'm just all about me. And I, I I don't know, for some reason, like I will just take that stuff in way faster. And sometimes I think it's because a lot of what's being said makes sense in those books. That's it's just fair. like a perspective or a shift yeah. change that happens when you're reading through them. And maybe like a few new ideas, but most of it's kind of stuff that's like already like, well, yeah, that makes sense. And I, th- I don't know. I just, I like the idea of becoming more knowledgeable and like, yeah, humans. I go through phases where I'm like nonfiction, fiction, mm-hmm. nonfiction. See, I want to be more into fiction, but I just, I have never made a switch where it's like in the last 10 years, I've kind of figured out like, no, I think I'm a nonfiction person, but I like the idea of fiction so much because I love that anything can happen and I love new worlds and I love like new situations. And I love that like it can be whatever the author wants it to be because it's a lot like, you know, even watching like a sketch or, Mm. you know, a movie or improv or something like that, where it's just like it can be whatever it wants to be. Can we do a book exchange? You give me a nonfiction, I'll give you a fiction. Yes. And then we have to read them. Yes. Although the one I would give you, somebody's been borrowing for two years. So I'm going to have to think about it. But yes, we can. Okay. Anyway, back to the story. Yes. <laughs> so Harrison died after 32 days. And De Baptiste returned to Indiana. And that's where he resumed his underground railroad activity, helping more than 180 slaves to freedom. Oh, good on him. Yeah. And it's like through his involvement in underground railroad that like brought him to Detroit. Mm-hmm. And like Detroit was like, a really good city for the Underground Railroad because it was like the final stop before Canada because of our proximity. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, there's a there's a um, I know it's come up in a couple of our stories that there has been places that we've covered that have been part of the Underground Railroad. Yeah. Uh, and it makes it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And like I said, like the Second Baptist Church, it was close. It was very good location. Mm-hmm. That's where he got involved in here. So he and his family moved here in 1846 and wasted no time when he got here. Like when I say this guy was an entrepreneur, he was an entrepreneur. Uh-huh. He resumed barbering. He worked as a sales clerk. He bought a bakery and eventually bought a steamship 
which he wasn't even allowed to captain because of laws back then that black men couldn't captain ships. So oh he hired God. a white man to captain the ship mm-hmm. and like would use it to ferry cargo of black wool, which was like the code name for freed or freedom seekers across the river to Canada. Oh, so like I think that's probably why he bought the boat. It's kind of like, I can't drive it. This white dude can drive it. He'll take people across. Well, and he, yeah, he was still being effective. Yeah. It sucked that it had to be that uh, that way, but he's yeah. still being effective. Yeah. He was doing the most with what he could, given the parameters, yeah. I feel like. And he also helped form two secret societies to help with the Underground Railroad. The Color Vigilant Committee and the Order of the Men of Oppression, which is also known as the African American Mysteries. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the Civil War started and Deep Baptiste helped recruit for what would become known as the 102nd U.S. Colored Troops, stationed mainly in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And he was the unit sutler. Wait, what's that? Another Google search because I had no idea. OK, good. Basically, he followed the troops and respons- was responsible for like provisions. So mm-hmm. he kind of like made sure the troops were supplied. So, you know, the war ended. And so he was craft services. I guess. I don't know. That that was a terrible. I'm. I apologize I mean, to like, all of humanity craft for that. Services, craft services plus. Okay. Like he did everything. Okay. So he was the production assistant. There we go. Okay. Um. So after the war, he moved back to Detroit, and I wrote as if he didn't try enough things already. He also started a catering business and bought an ice cream parlor. Intra- well, I mean, they're related. Yeah, but then also like. More importantly, he continued doing what he could to help his community. Like he would assist the Freedmen's Aid Society, which was an organization to help bring teachers from the north to the south to teach freedmen and their children. Aww. And they're providing supplies for the schools. I think it was mm-hmm. specifically schools in Louisiana for some reason, but that was like his main thing after mm-hmm. the war. Yeah. And uh, he passed away on February 22nd, 1875 at his home at East Larned and Bobian. Okay. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Bobian? Yeah. No, Bobian, I know, but Larn? I've heard Larn or Larned. Larned? Yeah. Okay. It's um, St. Andrews is, is near it. I just remember taking that exit when I was a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so you'll find a location marker where it's X. There's like a plaque or something commemorated um, for the Michigan historical markers. Okay. So, but back to the church. So, kind of like a long. Side journey yeah, about this yeah. dude who was really important to it. But so after the Civil War, the church was still helping with civil rights mm-hmm. and it held the first state convention of colored citizens, which was an organization or like a convention, I guess, to help African-American suffrage, getting them the right to vote. OK. And also established Detroit's first school for African-American children. OK. So like I said, this church is still in Greek town. But the building is different because um, the building that's there now was built in 1914 because the original structure was destroyed by fire. Is this accidental or intentional fire? It didn't say. Okay, I could see it either way. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, But the original structure was built in 1914 and there were additions in 1926 and 1968. And just another notable figure that came out of the church was Ralph Bunch. And he was the first African-American to receive the Nobel Peace Prize. And it was in 1950 for his his mediation in Israel. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so the church is still open. Like I said, still exists, still open. And you can actually like take tours and sit in lectures there about the history and the facilities of the church. Yeah. Like I was looking at their website and they're very affordable and it's by appointment. So 
if anyone's interested in learning more, there are tours available. Mm-hmm. And yeah, now's the time to do it. Which reminds me, we need to actually go on field trips. That's I know. That's yeah. a side conversation. Maybe we should do this one. Yeah. I'm into that. No, I think I think we should set some time soon to sit down and figure out field trips and actually start doing like, you know, one every other yeah. week. I'm into that. Yeah. yeah. Because another one I want to do is the African-American Museum. Because I remember going there mm-hmm. as a child in school, but I was a child in school, so I don't remember anything. Yeah. You're with your friends and it's you're just An not at museum. school. Yeah. yeah. But there was a bus. Yeah. Which like I was looking into that because I was thinking about trying to do an episode about the museum itself. There wasn't enough information to make a whole episode out of it. Mm-hmm. But I might, you know, if we go on a field trip there, let's maybe make it a bonus episode. I don't know. We can talk about it afterwards. Yeah. I mean, like any field, we 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 don't know what we're going to do with field trips at this point in time, but like we will do something. Yeah. Yeah. But that's pretty much my story of the Second Baptist Church and George D. Baptiste. I liked it. That was good. Thank you. Yeah. Like I said, like it's Black History Month. I wanted to kind of try and bring some awareness to notable black historical figures from the Detroit area because I think they're overlooked a lot. No. And I, I mean, that's like definitely an important. It, well, it's an important aspect of American society in general. Mm-hmm. Detroit, though, that it's a very there, there's a, a lot of role. different. I was going to say there's a lot yeah. of different populations in Detroit. Yeah. And that that is one of them. And we should celebrate all Detroiters for, for sure. sure. Yeah. That's what, like, you know, I was like, it's the first episode of February. It's Black History Month. I want to make sure I do something related to that. Yeah. Well, um, that was awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And like I said, the Underground Railroad has come up like multiple times too. I like that it keeps kind of coming in into play. Yeah. And I think it's, it's one of those things like I remember learning about, I remember learning that, you know, there were, there were stops in Detroit because it was the last stop yeah. before crossing to Canada for many, not for all there were the other, you know, transition points too. But I think it was one of the bigger ones because it's one of the more Southern ones. Yeah. Like it doesn't take as long to get to yeah. Detroit as it does to some other possible crossing points. Also fun fact, Detroit is the only major U S city North of Canada because winds are kind of tucked underneath. Yeah. I knew that one, but yeah. I like that I one. Know. Yeah. That's no, it's a good, fact. it's a good one. It's a good one. No, thank you for sharing that. Problem. And I like it. Cause I do, I know it wasn't the original building, but like when you started talking about the location and everything, like I can see it in my head. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. Way to find one not on the list. I love it. Well, we're going to switch gears. Okay. Are you ready for two truths and a lie? 100%. So in our last episode, you did one of my queens, Lily Tomlin. Yes. I'm going to do another one of my queens. Yes. Okay. Do you know who it is? Well, let me see if I can guess. I mean, I have many queens, but... Give me, like, a, a tiny hint. I mean, they have something in common. Lily Tomlin. Is it Jane Fonda? It's Jane Fonda. I love Jane Fonda. Yeah. I listened to a whole podcast series about her. I'll oh, have to recommend it to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Share it with me. I'll share it with everyone, because it's called You Must Remember This. And it's, uh-huh. like, all about the, the golden age of Hollywood and just, like, famous actors, actresses, <sighs> sagas like that. She is just... She has lived. She's amazing. She has an. I have not watched it, but there's also an HBO special. Oh my god, I uh, love that about her. And it's like I think it's called like uh, Jane Fonda and Three X or something like that, where it also kind of like separates like different parts of her life. Yeah, because she's done everything. Yeah, she just. I would and. I mean, I knew a lot of this stuff, but like actually sitting and actively reading it was just like so much more. So um, we're going to play two truths and a lie, but then I'm probably going to tell you more truths. OK, because Did you follow her on Instagram, I should. I love her Instagram. Like lately, it's been a lot of her campfire talks or 
fire drills. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name, but like basically climate change. Yeah, yeah. But that's um, a big thing of hers. Yeah. When I first started following her, I remember it was like after one of the award shows, and like one picture was her all glammed up at the award mm-hmm. show, looking great, and then the next picture was her the next morning, like. This is the only time I've ever wished I had a man around because I couldn't unzip my dress. <laughs> so it's her, like, makeup yeah. off, still in the dress from yeah. last night. Like, I couldn't get it off. I love that, though. I, I Like, that's just, it's a real, that's a real thing. Yeah. Um. Actually, too, this is not part of my two truths and a lie, but I have uh, heard about her, too, that she says that, you know, in real life, she doesn't necessarily, like, glam herself up all the time. And were she to walk around in public, you would never even know it's her because, like, she's just when she's on she's just so on yeah and she is just so glam like so and i think it's because she kind of comes out of that like old hollywood yeah like whole hollywood family yeah which is insane yeah and she's just had so many different experiences throughout her life and some of them very like wretchedly heartbreaking that yeah uh i probably will kind of avoid a little bit you know she's had her trials and tribulations with things for sure but like i also think that she is a goddess because she 100 percent is willing to talk about them and i think that that's like an important thing Mm -hmm. and i just okay let's get to it yes (laughs) okay is she your share would you say She's pretty close to it. It's one of those things like my love for her has been growing in the past like year or so. Um, And it's not that I didn't know she existed or anything like that. I am like I mentioned before, like a big uh, Grace and Frankie fan. Like you kind of just like fully realized. Yeah, I started like learning more about her because like going into that show, I knew who she was, but I loved Lily Tomlin. Like Uh I already knew lily tomlin and then i started watching that show and i was like this is such a fun pairing and then i started to like kind of learn more about jane fonda and then like that woman just has such integrity Mm -hmm. but again she's not afraid to be real which just is like it's a really refreshing thing especially because she is coming kind of out of like old hollywood yeah so like she was raised in this like situation where people weren't real yeah but then she was kind of like well fuck that like that's that's not how it is. And I, I really have a high respect for her. And, you know, again, she's had her like down moments or whatever, but she's still such a fucking goddess. Yeah. So again, I'm going to have to tell you more, but these are the two truths and lie. Okay. So her mother's family can be traced back to Jane Eyre. And she was actually named after that in 1980, there was a woman from Oakland, California, who was the daughter of an incarcerated member of the Black Panthers, and she came to live with Fonda in Santa Monica, California, at her home. Uh, she never adopted her, but she still considers her a daughter. And she actually is a big performer of the Vagina Monologues, performing in it several times. And she performed in it again in 2001. And she actually in 2000, I believe it was six, performed in the 10th anniversary of it in New Orleans to benefit Hurricane Katrina. The lie is number one. It is. Yes. <laughs> Everything else was too specific, but I can't help because it's such amazing facts I want oh, to share. I know. And just like, yeah. But she is actually, her mother's family can be traced back to Jane Seymour, third wife of Henry VIII. Okay. Because I knew, like, I figured she was planning it or some, whatever. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. But yeah, so she did actually take in a woman. Was Jane Eyre a real person? No, but I was hoping you wouldn't know that. <laughs> I like. It, I was just coming up with like British Janes and like yeah. that was the first one that popped in my head because I had all these facts, but I forgot to write the lie. So I had to like 
Switching. Which lie is always the hardest part. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. how do I manipulate one of these facts mm-hmm. into a lie or how do I just make something up? And I think, I don't know, like all these facts are just, everything about it was so amazing. It was like really hard to like modify something because yeah. I didn't want to. And that one was honestly like the least amazing fact. Right. So that's probably why I went with it. But she did actually um, house 14 year old Mary Luanna Williams. And she does consider her to be a family member. And that's the the girl who's was a daughter of a member of the black Panthers who was arrested. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's pretty cool. She's been nominated for seven Academy awards has won two nominated for four primetime Emmys has won one nominated for two Tony awards in 1970. She began as an activist worker. Her first involvement was in native American causes and later what she calls her GI movement, which is basically in 72, she traveled to North Vietnam for two weeks during her visit. She meets him possess or got a picture with Viet Cong in an anti-aircraft gun site. She also met was with that when she was like Hanoi Jane. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was leading to. And then she also from 1977 to 1991 owned and operated Laurel Springs ranch, which was a performing arts ca- summer camp for children of all socioeconomic backgrounds. Oh, mm-hmm. 1994 named goodwill ambassador to the UN populations fund. Mm-hmm. Um, she has been in a lot of iterations of the vagina monologues in the 10th anniversary. It was a Katrina um, or hurricane Katrina benefit in New Orleans. Actually, friends, Tracy, friend of the show, went to it nice. and it was just the. if you ever have a chance, just look up even the cast. Like I haven't been able to find a lot more, but it, like Oprah was in it. They wrote a new monologue for Oprah. Of course. Yeah. Um, Jane was in it. Just just amazing. And also it makes total sense that she's been behind the vagina monologues in 2019 she moved to uh, washington dc for four months and planned to get arrested every friday to raise awareness about climate crisis that's and has been arrested a lot (laughs) because she is like i feel like i don't want to say one of the few celebrities i feel like a lot of celebrities but like She's like the one of the biggest that I feel like will put her money where her mouth is. Oh, for and sure. is a true activist, not just like a slacktivist. Yeah, no, she will. She'll state how she feels and she will stand behind it with actual action, not just words. Yeah. She's unashamed of her naughty side. She probably admitted to being a member of the Mile High Club. Ooh. She. Oh, one time in the 70s, she had an incident at a Cleveland airport where she got arrested because they found uh, whopping 105 bottles in her luggage that contained roughly 2000 pills. And Work. the thing is though, she reacted by allegedly kicking both a patrolman and a customs agent, but the charges were dropped because most of them were vitamins and legit prescriptions. Uh-huh. When she was first starting out, people told her to go through drastic measures to change her look. Uh, they recommended she surgically break her jaw and reset it and also pull out her back teeth. That was a big thing in classic Hollywood to enhance uh-huh. the cheekbones. Yeah. Bust out your fucking molars. Yeah. And she said, nah, I'm not doing that, which she's gorgeous. She is fucking she's and I gorgeous. I can't believe it. Like I, I, every time I look at her, I just, I, I can't, I can't even. Yeah. That's just how I feel. But I just can't even you have to listen to the, you must remember this series about her. I would love would to. Love I feel like there's so much. I feel like I can't even encapsulate her in this, but like there's so much more, but I'm going to stop here. Just what a human gem. Yeah. Jane Fonda. Also watch Grace and Frankie on. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I but do, do. it's a good up. show. It's a I, like, good show. I've seen a couple episodes, but I love it. Oh, they just finished. I think it was supposed to be the final season. I have to like double check on that. 
it ended in kind of way where I was like, that was the final show. But um, I love them together so much. They're a good pair. They are. Like, can we watch 9 to 5 soon? Because I love that movie. Yeah, it's been a minute. I actually had that song <laughs> the other day. Just the two of them on Mar- Dolly Parton. Yeah. Beautiful. Just side note. I don't know. But no, I would love to watch 9 to 5. Okay. Well, soon. I know I've seen it, but like, honestly, I can see like the cover art for it when I think about it, but I can't think about much more. So like, I know it's been, a, I know I've seen it, but it's been a minute where I'm like, I don't remember it other than them. Yeah. That makes sense. So I would love that. Yeah. Well, that was a great two truths and a lie. I love that we both just gushed about Jane Fonda. It was like 21 truths and one like really lame lie. Yeah. <laughs> it really do be like that sometimes. It does. And be. But anyway, yeah. I think that kind of wraps us. us. Yeah. Let's wrap. Let's do our plugs and then we'll wrap it up. Plug her up. So follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Detroit Strange. Just Detroit Strange on Facebook. And if you want to email us, DetroitStrange at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Come see Vagina Monologues. Please do. The Emerald Theater, Mount Clemens, February 13th. You can look it up on Facebook and social things and it will pop up somewhere. And if you need to email us, I'll, I'll get you a link. And it benefits a really good cause. Turning Point in Mount Clemens. Great organization. I'm going to talk about vaginas. So yes. that's cool. Other than that, you know, check out other Planet Ant podcasts. There's of course. an array. There's so many. <laughs> Do it. Yes. Style, fashion, flair. Oh, yes. Planet Ant podcasts. Who is mm. she? She's different. Listen to her. Yes. And until next time. Stay strange. <laughs> this has been a production of Planet Ant podcast powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was created by Sex and Violence. 